How do you grow your business? This is a question that keeps many business owners up at night. Rather not you just started or you're in your second or third year, you still could be asking that same question. Well, it's a very elusive answer, and it's not as simple as most people might think. Because most people tend to associate growth simply with revenue and profits. But as you're going to find out, it's so much more complicated than that. And at the same time, it's also kind of simple. You're going to find out exactly what I mean as soon as we come back from paying the bills. Hello and welcome to the Blitz Business Development Show. My name is Mayo Best and I'm a business consultant and coach as well as the founder of the Blitz Business Development Academy. This is a show that provides guidance, resources, and access to best practices to help you advertise, manage, and build geometric profits. From freelancers and home-based business owners to startups and storefronts, you will learn how to start small as you think and grow big. The Blitz Local Deals Club is a free membership-based app and service that offers consumers the ability to find the best deals, coupons, and savings available in their neighborhoods. This exclusive free membership connects you to the best offers from local pizza and sandwich shops, bars, restaurants, stores, and service-based businesses. Members will even gain access to rewards and loyalty programs, making this the ultimate money savings app on the planet. And the best part is, not only can consumers take advantage of the best deals and discounts, but also help support their local businesses during the COVID-19 pandemic. This is all made possible at the click of a button. So, become a free member and get access to your local deals today. All right, folks, now... We're going to tackle one of the most challenging, if not one of the most elusive components of growing your business, at least from my perspective. And it's taking me years to kind of figure out, you know, how to actually grow the business and why, more importantly, the business is not growing. And the great thing about my perspective, as you may hear me say, is that being a coach and consultant, I get to deal with a challenge from multiple perspectives. And after all my years of consulting, I've begun to see that there are quite a few bottlenecks that really kind of prohibit people from actually seeing the growth that they're looking for. And a lot of this is due to the fact that we typically associate growth for the most part, especially if you're early you know, in your entrepreneurial journey, you will associate growth with revenue or profit. And what most people will do to try to solve that problem is they will try to look at customer acquisition. When in reality, customer acquisition is only one cog in the machine that produces profit. Now, what we're going to do to attack this situation, this problem. And for some of you, if you're just starting your business, this is gold, okay? And I really was trying to figure out how am I going to approach business growth? So what I decided to do is to pull back the veil and give you a really kind of 
in-depth perspective as to how I approach profit or figuring out what the issues of profit may be for a business. So what I'm going to do over these next three episodes, okay? And by the way, folks, there's only three episodes left in the entire season. So I decided to turn this into a three-part series where we're going to really dive deep into this because this is something that I think a lot of folks really, really, really have problems with. I know this is true because I deal with different businesses and almost in every case, growth is an issue. And the thing about this is as well is that a lot of times you may be experiencing what feels like is growth in the form of sustainability. Sustainability can sometimes cloak itself in the perception of growth. So where you think you're really growing, you're really just kind of creating more sustainability. And it can be difficult to see this depending on what your goals are at that particular time. And what I mean by that is if you want to scale your business, you really start to brush up against the challenges that are in your way in terms of why you can't scale. And you'll find out really quickly, especially if you are a solopreneur, you know, you're running your business by yourself and you don't have a lot of folks working with you, you will see very quickly why you can't scale. And of course, it'll be because honestly, number one, you do not have the resources that will allow for you to take the efforts that you're putting into your business and then multiply that times two or three or four people because the other thing you start to figure out is you don't have the infrastructure in place to accomplish scalability. So before you can really scale, you need to make sure that you are actually growing, okay? And What does it take to actually grow? So we aren't going to deal so much with scalability. We're going to deal with growth in this entire three-part series. So folks, buckle up, get ready, because we're about to go a little deep for the next couple of episodes, but I'm going to do my best to try to, you know, break this down to you. So what we're going to use, all right, is something that I created. It's called the Pyramid of Profit. Okay, And the purpose behind the pyramid of profit is to really have a high level understanding as to, and this is to give you a framework, I should say, and a high level understanding as to what's in your way. Where are the bottlenecks? So we're going to start off with the bottom of the pyramid, which is the base. Okay, the base or another word that I like to use is the foundation. Okay, of your pyramid, as you can probably see in your screen right now, all right, is this lower level that you can see in this bottom section. Okay, now in this bottom section, okay, will comprise of four different areas that's going to make up the base of your pyramid towards your profit. All right, so first, let's explain. What is the pyramid of profit? Just so that you have a really sort of formal definition of what this actually is. The pyramid of profit is a framework and methodology that uses 12 key business pillars divided into three sections. It is designed to allow the business owner to assess the areas of their business that directly affect their bottom line. 
when combined with a qualified business consultant or coach, it can show them the bottlenecks of their business as well as the opportunities for profit and revenue optimization. Okay, so now that you have an understanding of the pyramid of profit, now let's get into what is the first of the sections of the pyramid for you to pay attention to. What is the first bottleneck? Okay, so let's start with number one of the pyramid of profit, which is lack of foundational business skills. This is so important. This is so important because so many business owners, and honestly, you know, we've actually covered some of this in our earlier episodes where we talked about sales skills, but sales skills is actually one of the issues when it comes to a strong foundation. So let's talk about that. There are a lot of people who started a business, folks, who, as I say before, have never sold anything. And if you do not have strong sales skills in a business, and even if they don't strong, at least in mediocre, all right, mediocre is better than nothing. If you've never sold anything, you've never even worked in retail, you've got to understand that it's not that you can't learn how to sell, but you do need to understand the importance of learning how to sell because that is literally the lifeblood of your business. You have to be able to sell what it is that you are trying to sell. You need the skill to be able to sell. And this is an area where, because most people do not like sales, they pretty much throw out the baby with the bathwater in in that they don't even learn how to do it for their business. It's one thing when you're a consumer, this doesn't really matter, other than whether or not you like or dislike the person who's trying to sell you the product or service. Well, everything gets turned on its head Because now you are in this guy's or this woman's position. And not only that, your livelihood is depending on you being able to sell now your product or service. So with that said, folks, this is a critical skill that you must develop in your foundation because we can't even honestly talk about business growth if you can't sell your product or service effectively. So this is going to be one of your first bottlenecks in the skills that you need to develop. The other skill is customer service. Again, it is something totally different to be a consumer and be on the other end of customer service where you're the customer. But just because you like to be treated a certain way doesn't mean that that's what you're doing when you're in the sales seat, if you are in the the position of the business, you have to honestly learn how to deliver good customer service if you have not been trained. And trust me, folks, it's not as simple necessarily as you just being nice to people, okay? Customer service also has a lot to do with fulfillment and making sure that you are delivering on the promises that you have made to that particular customer. And in order to do that, you need to have some way of vetting whether or not the objectives that should be covered for your definition of good quote unquote customer service have been met, like quality control. And what defines quality from your perspective? You see what I mean? So 
Even customer service can be broken down into other areas that you need to make sure that you're addressing because this matters so much because it actually feeds into other areas of your business like LTV or lifetime value of a customer. And if you don't have this in place, then people aren't going to keep coming back to you. All right. And that means, of course, you're not going to be making anywhere near as much money as you could. So, again, these things are fundamental. They're critical to your growth. And there are other skills that we can throw in here, you know, like your ability to be able to manage your workflow, foundational skills, to put infrastructure and SOP or standard operating procedures in place. Again, foundational skills, because this is the foundation of your business. And if these things are not in place, you can't grow already. You stop. Your first bottleneck really is here, because if you don't have these things in place, how can you actually effectively take and then hire someone else and have them replace you when there are no systems in place for you to pass on the information that enables you to be successful at what you're doing. You need to be able to duplicate that success. Okay. You need to be able to know what your standards are so that someone else can even meet those standards. See, so if you're just basically waking up every day and just cutting on your computer and you know, or just opening up your shop, whatever that means, whatever your day starts like, and you're just starting to just sell your product and maybe do some marketing or some some research or something. That stuff is fine. But at the end of the day, if you're trying to grow your business, these things are critical and you're going to see your bottlenecks and what your inhibitors are extremely quick when you start looking at trying to take your business to the next level. So, The very first one, guys, is lack of foundational business skills. Now, by the way, I want to say this to you guys. You know, this is not designed to give you all of these answers in each section in this episode or either the the other episodes. That will require more of a consultation and an assessment, which I'm going to give you guys access to at the very end of the three-part series, okay? So you're going to want to stick with me for these next three episodes, all right, so that you can get access to this the assessment, and I will even personally, okay, for those that actually reach out and take the assessment, I will personally give you a complimentary consultation, for about 30 to 45 minutes based off of what you guys have filled out. But that we'll talk about again in our final episode on episode 12. But for right now, folks, what I want you to just do is, you know, just pay attention and take notes, okay, to understand this because I'm really trying to take the time to break this pyramid down for you. Okay, so that's number one. Let's move on to number two of out of date best practices. Okay. So out of date best practices, you know, a lot is changing in commerce. Notice I didn't say e-commerce, but a lot is changing in commerce now. So much so that businesses are literally, literally going out of business because their practices are not best practices. 
Okay, as in best in the industry at that point that you are seeking out those practices. What are the best practices for now? And the reason why I'm specifying on what are the best practices for now is because a lot of the best practices comes out of buyer behavior and the things that are trending at this time. So this is moving so fast, folks, that if you do not keep up with just your industry, just your industry. If you don't keep up with your industry and how it's changing, how buyers are starting to buy and what they're trending towards, you very well may be going in the wrong direction. Okay. You can put a lot of hard work and energy into the wrong area and waste a God awful amount of time, energy, and even worse money. Okay, throwing yourself and your business and your energy and your time in the wrong direction because your market is going in one direction and you are going in the other direction. And when you do that, what you will see is that you're not going to be selling anywhere near as much products or services if you are not in sync with your buyer's behavior. Okay. Now, of course, best practices don't just pertain to just, you know, buying or selling or just even service. It might also pertain to what type of skills, what certifications, you know, what knowledge base you need to be trying to develop, uh, what type of uh, softwares or what type of digital platforms that your, your customers may be operating on. All of these things are best practices. So you need to be for your industry, for your business, making sure that you are staying up to date with what is going on. Again, this will definitely affect your growth. All right, let's move on to number three. And this one is huge. The inability to change. <laughs> I can't express to you how big of a problem that is. You know, and this is interesting because you guys have heard me talk about in some other episodes, the fourth industrial revolution. And you've heard me use a term like, you know, we have to adapt or die. And all that's true, but what's been interesting is I've noticed over the last two years that the problem is way bigger than just even business, you know, and at first I never would have thought that this was so much of an issue that's affecting us, not just as business owners, but as a species, we are seeing, we are witnessing you know, and I'm speaking of the pandemic, we are witnessing just how difficult for better or for worse, whatever you agree or disagree with, it doesn't really matter because that's not the point. We're seeing the level of difficulty that we have as a species with this idea and this concept of change. Okay. Without getting to a deep philosophical, you know, conversation about this and, you know, making this such a, you know, real like, you know, real heady subject. I do want to say, you know, in the last couple thousand years, we have not changed as a species too much. We're pretty much the same. We operate the same. Our psychology and our, 
our emotional understanding of ourselves and how we relate to the world and how we we react um, to our environment, it hasn't really changed that much. You know, from a thousand years ago till now. But what has changed is the world that we have been shaping and that we have created and that we have to now not react but now more than ever we have to all learn how to respond and adapt and if you really want to see how critical this is to any living organism on this planet well Simply take any animal outside of its original environment. Okay, take it out. Take a lion or I don't care what it is. Take a tiger, take a dog, a wild dog. It doesn't matter. A a wild cat doesn't matter what it is. Take it out of its natural environment and don't give it the skills that it needs to be able to live in the environment that you have put it in and see what happens to that animal. It's probably not going to make it. Its chances of survival are going to be very low. And it is most likely and most probable that it will die. It will perish if it cannot adapt. You hear the zoologists talk about this all the time. How they say that, you know, once you keep certain animals in captivity for so long, you can't put them back into the wild. Because they've lost or have not developed at all in a lot of cases the skills and the abilities to be able to survive in that environment. And we think that we're so much different from other animals and other species. But in so many ways, we are not folks. And if we don't start start to adapt to the situations that's being given to us, as opposed to us trying to force the situations to acquiesce to what it is that we want because we want things that make us feel good your brain is not designed to run towards pain however the edge that we have as a species that is that we have the ability to override emotion with using carefully placed logic and i'm really going this far with this conversation and with this this part of the foundation because I'm starting to realize how much of a problem that we're having. Whether or not it's rather the problem is people don't want to adapt to like say social distancing or don't want to adapt to wearing a mask or don't want to adapt to either, you know, using a vaccine or if they don't want to use a vaccine, is there some type of mid way point where that person's really go some folks are very extreme to the left and some are extreme to the right it really doesn't matter at the end of the day you know in the world that we're in now the enemy is the pandemic the question is do we have the ability to adapt in a way that is healthy for us all one way or another and not be taken out For reasons that don't even necessarily have to pertain to the pandemic itself. I mean, we're seeing a lot of things unravel in society. And it's so interesting because having done the research for the fourth industrial revolution and just seeing all of the parallels between the issues with businesses not being able to adapt, 
we see the exact same problems with people dealing with the pandemic. It's almost as if, you know, we've got so much technology, we have so much capability, so much information, yet we don't have the wisdom, the discernment, or we're lacking the emotional intelligence to be able to manage ourselves well enough to make the most sound decisions that need to be made for the situations. Now, I'm not here to, you know, propose that you do one thing or the other. The point I'm trying to make is I want you to be very conscious of yourself and how you manage emotionally yourself. And this is a huge tie into business because I see a lot of times a lot of entrepreneurs, they haven't learned the fact that sometimes and if not most of the time. You will need to do what needs to be done. Not necessarily what makes you feel good in every situation. And I'm not talking about things that have to do with your morality or your values as a human being. I'm not asking you or suggesting that you compromise your integrity or you compromise your values at any point of your journey in being an entrepreneur. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about developing the discipline to do what you need to do as it relates to the business. As we as we may be talking about, you know, how long you work in a day, we could be talking about whether or not you're going to decide to learn a skill. Now, if that skill is integral to your business growth and it's going to help you move the needle forward, rather that you feel like learning that skill or not. You have to learn how to make that an irrelevant factor because your business, as I will often say, a lot of my clients um, probably want to kill me when I say this, but I say it out of love and, and, and passion for seeing them grow. And I tell them, listen, your business doesn't care. It really doesn't care. And I liken a business to a baby. I always use this analogy because I think it really kind of helps people to grasp what I'm trying to convey as it relates to the, the growth of a business. Your business will not move, not one millimeter, not one inch, not one step, (laughs) not one mile. If you do not move it in the direction it needs to go. Now that's true in the beginning. At some point, your business, like a baby, will begin to crawl. And once it crawls, you get it to walk. And once you can get it to walk and you keep putting energy into it, it will learn how to run. And at some point, it will not need you as much as it did in the beginning. But in the beginning, nothing happens in your business that you don't make happen. In order for you to be able to make your business work In a world that is so awesomely changing so dramatically, so quickly, you yourself are going to have to be able to adapt and be malleable to the world that you are in so that your not reactions, but your responses, all right? are the right responses that will be necessary to put your business on the trajectory that you want it to be on for growth because your business will not grow beyond your ability to grow. Your business folks is an extension of you. 
you are your business. A lot of times people say that this whole cliche about, you know, it's not business is personal. And, you know, I, for one, could not disagree with that whole notion more. I believe that all business, especially for a small business owner, is definitely personal because the only thing that makes your business breathe is the oxygen and the air that you breathe into it through your breath, through your heartbeat, through your passion. You are your business and your business is an extension of you when you are this small and you have just started and it's just you. Even if it's just you and two or three other people, it's still really moving based off of your energy. Now, there is a point, there is a point where I believe that, you know, it's not business, it's just personal. It's more of a true statement. And that's when you get to the point to where your business does not require you to be a part of it at all in order for it to exist. That means that you can go away for 30 days and when you come back, Your business will be the same way as it was, still moving, breathing, and ticking, even without you. That means that your business is mature. You're out of this season of needing to, you know, have it have it drink from your breast for it to be able to survive. Okay. You're way past that. You've weaned it off of the need to have you there for it to operate. But that's a whole nother level or three or four away, okay? When you're just starting, man, all this stuff is personal. Let somebody not show up on time, okay? And it's just you, and you got to step in there and do their job in addition to yours because you're trying to save a client that's critical to your business because you need that income. You are going to take it personally because, you know, depending on your situation, if you're you're, you're surviving off your business. That's how you pay your rent, possibly. So, yes, it will be personal to you. <laughs> you better believe that. So with that said, folks, you know, uh, I know I spend a lot of time on on that, but it's 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 so critical, guys. You know, you, you really want to look into developing yourself and your emotional intelligence and your ability to manage your emotions, because everything that you feel all the time is not always what's right or what's best. It's a feeling and they have their place. Emotions have their place, but you also have a brain and your job as a human being is to learn how to find a balance with both of them. Okay. And over time develop discernment as to when to use which of those faculties, which of those strengths, not one is better than the other. You need both to survive in this world as a human being, but you have to know when to do what. Okay. And so that's what really, you know, this whole, you know, section is about is really understanding that discernment and developing yourself and being able to make changes. Cause guys, I can't stress this enough. You know, we're moving in an area in a direction to where the creations that we are creating what man is actually doing with technology is developing way faster than our abilities to be able to adapt to the very things that we are creating okay and i will be honest it's scary it's scary 
that we are creating things that basically may out, no, not may, they are going to outpace us in our development and understanding of the very things we created. And really what I'm talking about right now is artificial intelligence. Okay. And I can tell you being a little hip to the technology space, there's some things that I've been seeing that's very, very scary for us. You know, combination between technology uh, as that relates to, I should be more clear, to artificial intelligence and robotics and what's going on in terms of the Internet of Things. Um, it's some game changing solutions that are going to be rolling out in the next couple of years that really worries me for the state of human beings and how we're going to survive. So being able to adapt, guys, is critical. That's why I spend so much time on this. So I'm going to move on to number four. And what I want you guys to know about this is that each one of these little areas we're talking about here, these pillars, as I like to call them, that make up each section of the pyramid, they all build on each other. They're all related in some shape or form. Okay. And not only are they in a lot of cases symbiotic, they also build on each other, you know, principally. And it's important that you understand how they are connected. Okay, so I'm trying to make sure I'm connecting these for you to help you understand how all these things are related in the end to you growing that business. So let's go into number four. Uncultural business owners. <laughs> Guys, uncultural business owners. This piggybacks off of the, the last thing we talked about, which is inability to change. One of the hardest things to do as a business coach or consultant is work with someone who feels as though they have, I'll say, rooted themselves into a belief system that does not allow them or you to be able to assist them. And what I feel happens with a lot of business owners is, and I get it, you know, you're passionate, you really put a lot of energy, there's a lot of stakes sometimes involved, like high stakes as it relates to your financial situation, and you've taken, you're putting all this money into your business, so you're going to be very guarded and protective over what decisions that you make. But what you want to remember is this, number one, you don't want to try to tackle your business by yourself if you've just started. Folks, get some help. <laughs> get some help. And when I say get some help, I am not referring, because I really want to be clear with this. I am not referring to YouTube. I am not telling you now, you know, for those that are watching this show right now on YouTube, you know, I want to be clear with you when I say this. There's a lot of great information. And to my people listening on the podcast, there is a enormous amount of information on YouTube that you can gather and learn from. And it will be very useful and effective to a degree. To a degree. 
However, with that said, let me give you this, this little bit of a gem here. We're at a place in, in time, in our development, folks, where we are at no shortage of information. We are not in a shortage of information. We have access to more information than we have ever had probably in the entire history of our species. And we have it at breakneck speed. Okay. So information and access to information is not the issue at all. However, what you can't get from YouTube and what you can't get from information by itself, okay, is nuance. Right now, you don't need information from a consultant or a coach. That's not what you need. You can do that on your own, and most of you are already doing that on your own. However, what you do need, and I am saying need. I'm not saying it just because I'm a coach. I'm not saying it because I'm a consultant. I'm saying what you do need is nuance. Nuance, as I am defining it, is experience combined with wisdom and skill and consistency over time. That is not something you can pay for. That is something that you can invest in as it relates to someone else who's already developed those things, respective of what it is you are trying to accomplish. So the reason why I'm suggesting that you get help is because folks, the world is changing faster then you have the skill sets or ability to be able to adapt to it when you first start. You don't come with everything that you need. It's already difficult to do a business, but to do a business now and to do a business effectively now requires more than just information because the problem is information alone will not get you there. You have to understand, you're a human being first. And you need another human being who's already gone down that road that you're trying to walk down to help you avoid. If you want to do this in an efficient manner, and you don't want to lose your entire you know, <laughs> income, you're going to need certain access to certain wisdoms to avoid certain problems. That are not necessarily problems coming from the, the business, but they may be problems generated by you that you can't see because you can't see past the things that you don't understand. So what typically happens with most people who get to an issue in business that they can't understand, they will do what makes sense to them, which is typically if they have access to money, they'll throw money at that problem. And so many problems in business are not money problems. Now, some folks will not have the money to throw at the problem. So if they don't have the money, then a lot of times they just kind of try to suffer through it best they can. So what I am saying is the need for a coach or a consultant is huge. And I know it's going to sound funny coming from me because this is part of what I do. But guys, I am telling you, and I, 
I want to be clear as to why I'm really saying this. You see, I'm a second generation entrepreneur. And what that means, guys, is that I had parents that were entrepreneurs first. And I got to watch them. And they didn't have help. They didn't have help. They didn't get any help in a lot of ways. And they just tried their best. And they banged their way through it. But they made so many mistakes. And we all make mistakes. I don't want to give you the impression that just because you even get a culture consultant that you're not going to make any more mistakes. That's not true at all. But what that culture consultant will do is, one, they can help you navigate through what you need to do to to survive your mistakes and not be taken out by them. And in a lot of cases, if you're able to listen, (laughs) they can steer you around those mistakes or keep you from having to deal with it at all by helping you avoid certain pitfalls if you are coachable. If you are coachable. I saw my parents make a lot of mistakes. God bless them. And at the time, I didn't know that they were mistakes, but... I definitely know that, and they know too. And what I'm I'm trying to get at here is that if my parents had probably more help when they were going through their entrepreneurial endeavors, they probably would have gone a lot further. So by having that sort of, you know, fly on the wall um, perspective, watching my parents, it really helped me understand the need, you know, and the purpose that consultants and coaches serve when it comes to businesses. And I'll kind of finish this by saying this. If you really think about it, the most highest performing folks on the planet in any sport, in any industry, in any practice, what do they have? They got a good coach. They got a good consultant. They have somebody on the outside of themselves looking in. Because remember, like we've said before, it's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. You can only see things from your limited perspective. And your perspective is not just shaped by your business. Your perspective is also shaped on who you bring to the business, which is yourself, which is whatever limiting beliefs you may have which is whatever information that you may have about what you're doing. And so your perspective is going to be skewed because all of our perspectives are skewed and your emotions are going to play a part as well into what you're bringing to the business and whether or not you have the ability to discern and to see through your own personal emotions and the business's needs, a consultant, a coach, can help you with that because they are not inside of your picture. They're on the outside watching it all. And it's it's very key to understand that when a coach or a consultant is looking at your business, if they're worth their salt, if they're really good, they are seeing your business through the lens of experience, skill, time, and if they were an entrepreneur themselves, which they they should have been or should be, they're also bringing that as well. So they, they get you. They understand what you're going through. And if they're really good, they're never going to tell you what you want to hear. 
as opposed to what you need to hear at that particular time. And it may not always feel good, may not always be easy, but that doesn't mean what they are telling you is right. And that's the person you need. Okay. Not one you need on your team. And I'm going to be honest. You need that person as it relates to your business. You need that person more than you need your friends, more than you need your family. Because your family and friends are going to love you. Hopefully, they're going to tell you what you want to hear. Maybe sometimes what you need to hear. But even what they think you need to hear is going to be coming from their perspective based off of their skills, their experience, who they are, and everything that they bring to the situation to try to help you. And they be they may be very well good meaning, but understand that the quality of their advice is going to be filtered through everything that I just mentioned. This is why you want to use a coach. So this is why I say that that is one of the most important people that you need on your team as you're developing what you're doing. And that is nuance. That's what you cannot get on Udemy or you can't get that on YouTube. You can get information. But the nuance is what's going to either keep you in the game or take you out. I'm very passionate about that. That's why I do what I do. Um, because I know how important this is. Folks, a good consultant can save you thousands of dollars, if not millions, more than you actually invest into having them be there to save you from those pitfalls or to help you make that much money, help you make a million dollars. That's definitely possible, if not better. However, this is why I say what I say. You have to be coachable. You know, you've got to be consistent. You've got to be of the right mindset. Okay. Of why you have this person here. Do you think that for, you know, every, every Michael Jordan wasn't a Phil Jackson, you know, look at LeBron, look at any of these guys, look at any person in any industry that's at the top of what they do folks a lot of these billionaires and some of even the millionaires they have three and four coaches in different areas and i'll close this by saying this one thing here the genius and the true value in getting a coach or consultant is that you're able to leverage all of their mistakes, all of their wisdom, all of their skills and certifications, okay? Because a lot of coaches and consultants have done quite a bit. You know, if they're really good, they've done quite a bit themselves. And they may be even still entrepreneurs in their own right. But that's even better because they have a finger on the pulse of what's happening now. And how to relate to you and what's going on. But folks, you can leverage. You can leverage someone like that to help your journey go faster. That means you don't have to go through all those things. If you have someone powerful like that in your corner, helping you, feeding you the information and the the nuance 
that you need to use to get yourself to the next level. Because you're going to do one or two things, guys. You're going to pay for your education either through money because you invested into it. Or you're going to pay <laughs> through experience and mistakes. Either way, you're going to pay. I can tell you from experience that learning from an investment, learning because you've invested in the education or invested in the coaching or the consulting versus learning from the mistake is typically going to be a far more expensive endeavor if you have to learn from the mistake. Trust me, <laughs> it costs a lot more to fail than it does to educate and prepare yourself. And that's something that you can take to the bank. And if you don't get what I'm saying now, trust me, mark my words, you will learn. Although it might be the hard way, <laughs> you will learn. All right, guys, that's it. We've just covered all four of the foundation of the pyramid okay all of the pillars we've just covered lack of foundation and business skills out-of-date best practices the inability to change and uncoachable business owners okay that concludes the first part of this three-part series guys so hopefully you took some notes you learned something i always hope you're praying that you guys learn something and this is going to be a cool little segment here. i'm looking forward guys as we get through to our last season we got so much that's going to be happening uh in the month of february you guys will hear more and more about that and look, guys, I look forward to working with some of you that are interested. You can always reach out to me, of course, at MailBest at Paradigm to Digital if you're interested and like to ask me anything. OK, I'm here for you and look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Take care. God bless. Bye bye.